Welcome to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Caravans, campervans, motorhomes and more. It's the place to get hints, tips and impartial advice from the expert himself, Matt Sims. Brought to you by thatleisureshop.com. Join us on the journey with Motorhome Matt. Welcome back to the Motorhome Matt podcast. I'm Keith Gooden, and as usual, the star of the show, Motorhome Matt Sims. Hey, Keith, how are you? I'm fine, and you? Yeah, I'm very well. It's nice to be back after a holiday. It is. I had a holiday, my first holiday abroad in three years. Postponed twice, finally got off to Sicily, and very nice it was too, but not in a motorhome. You didn't give me one for free. Of course not. I've seen you drive. <laughs> Everybody pays round here. <laughs> <laughs> OK, we've got a lot to get through today. First of all, industry news. What's been happening in the motorhoming and caravanning industry? Well, yeah, it's been interesting. We were in the news ourselves. We were on the telly. I heard, I saw. We were on the telly box, BBC One. It was amazing, yeah. News article on how tourism businesses in the southwest, it was local news, going into the summer with a, a lower level of bookings than we're used to, uh, and then suddenly filling up at the last minute. And the, the trend for short-term, short-notice bookings has been more prevalent than ever this year. And certainly within our own motorhome hire business, motorhome holiday company, that's been the case. It's very unnerving as we walked into the summer. Uh, with a lack of bookings, inquiries way down on usual. And then suddenly, as we've gone through the summer, people asking, have you got availability for this weekend? Only yesterday, we took two bookings that are both going out on Friday. That's not rare, but certainly unusual. An increasing number of people looking to take a motorhome holiday very short notice, even into September, as we record this, our month is filling up now. Uh, That's not normal at all. It's been a very new pattern this year. So why do you think that is? Because for the last couple of years with the pandemic and people not being able to go uh, overseas because of rules in other countries, uh, staycationing, for want of a better word, took off in the UK. But also a a lot of people in this country did take advantage as far as prices are considered. Do you think it frightened people off or is it something different, do you think? I think there's some of that. And we've all got stories, haven't we, of, you know, holiday cottages that were £1,500 a week and they suddenly were £5,500 a week. Um, friends of mine had their flights cancelled for their family holiday, went to rebook, and it had gone from a £3,000 week to a £5,000 week. There's lots of stories like that. I think people are using up their annual leave with holidays that they paid for two years ago, um, and they're keeping their options open. The lovely weather we've had in, this, in the UK of recent weeks has certainly helped. You know, people are booking to go away for a weekend. And an increasing number of people, I think, are looking to buy a motorhome uh, in next year season, you know, at some point in the future. And they're looking to try one to test the water and also work out what's going to work best for them. Yeah, and a lot of people don't realise that you can hire a motorhome. That's a part of, part of the yeah. business that you're in. You don't have to buy and lash out all that cash. Nope. Uh, you, you can hire, and of course you get the support from people like you and your team. You know, if, if you're nervous about uh, driving the right things to do, I've never done this before, uh, you give all that advice. So, so that, that aspect of hire is there for people, which I think is, and I'm going to use the staycation word again, as part of the whole staycation thing. I don't think people thought that hiring a motorhome was an option to them no and it still amazes me that we get people walking in saying exactly that you know i had no idea you could hire a motorhome and it's a foreign idea for many there's been a huge boom in motorhome hire across the uk this last 12 18 months as people have bought them and these kind of third-party platforms like airbnb where you can list your motorhome for hire and make easy money in reality it's not 
Um, <laughs> it's all hard work, isn't it's it? It's really hard work. And there's record numbers of, of, of registered for insurance for motorhome hire over the last year, talking to our insurers. And I think we're going to see huge numbers of those people not renew next year as they realise just how, what a headache it can be. Even not disasters with the motorhome, although things sometimes go wrong, uh, but you know, just waiting in for people to come back from a holiday and they've been delayed at the ferry or delayed in traffic or they woke up late, you know that happens you've got to be organized and have a good infrastructure to to do it well right and which brings us to sales i suppose some of your higher customers will then go on to buy a a motorhome and we're talking a little bit later about buying them at shows So, so how are sales going this year yeah sales are still very buoyant it's the same old story though with supply some big big challenges coming again uh for next year I was talking to a good friend of mine who has a big motorhome dealership uh, and he's agreed to come on the podcast and give us his take on it, uh, which we'll record for a future episode. So have a listen for that. But Paul was saying how the supply of the chassis, so this is the cab and the you know the wheels of the motorhome, there's still huge issues of supply. And there are some interesting dynamics going on with the development of electric motorhomes and that Fiat particular, uh, and no doubt others, are focused more on the electric development than they are the diesel production. And motorhomes, of course, are all still diesel. And there are huge grants available for developing electric vehicles. And you can understand why these big corporates are focused there um, and and that development rather than producing diesel vehicles. So I think we're going to see a lot of change of chassis makes being used in the future. And there's going to be continued supply issues and delays. If you order a motorhome, you know, you could be waiting 18 months for it. And you have to understand as well um, that, that a lot of the components for the motorhomes are made in different parts of the world. So when the pandemic hit and China shut down in great large places, factories shut down completely, and that some components couldn't be supplied to European manufacturers or even yep. British manufacturers. Ditto wiring looms, I think you talked about in a previous have, podcast yeah. uh, due to the uh, war in, in Ukraine. Ukraine. Uh, so there's all sorts of different uh, aspects and, and different things which are playing a part in these delays to manufacturing. It's not just one thing that can be cured easily, and that is ongoing, isn't it? No, and it was all pre framed of course by brexit remember that i do remember brexit uh, that's <laughs> the b word that's, that's old news now but it is you know it still does play its part but at, at the time when brexit b- before we brexited there was a strong risk that there would be you know huge tariffs on a motorhome so you ordered it in february and there could be a 10 percent uplift on the price which you would have to pay as the buyer and so people didn't buy them they didn't order new motorhomes mm. and so producers of them just downscaled for the uk uh, because we weren't buying them and who can blame us you know that issue then kind of disappeared and then came covid you know and suddenly that we came out of lockdown huge demand it suddenly became the best idea to have a safe holiday and there's just a massive lack of supply so it's going to take some years for the manufacturers who are working so hard to try and fix this issue you know, believe me they are and they get a really bad rep yeah and i think it's it's uh, we should say that everybody's suffering the manufacturers the dealers the end consumers businesses like yours who you know are support businesses for people who enjoy 
motorhoming and caravanning. Like I said, there's not one thing that you can press a button and cure. It's a lot of different influences uh, which are having an impact. And of course, the cost of living crisis, which in the UK, uh, we have seen uh, nearly a 200% or 170% increase um, in uh, the cost of electricity and gas heading into the winter. And of course, people are budgeting, aren't they? They are, yeah. And and that secondary spend, it was interesting listening to Radio 5 Live the other morning on Wake Up to Money, uh, and there was a holiday park in Pembrokeshire on, and they they have static caravans as you know part of their offering, and they were reporting that people are coming to visit them less often. It wasn't every weekend; it was one in three. And their secondary spend in the restaurants on site and so on, and in the shop was way down. And this is people just you know self catering, bringing food from home, uh, and saving money. And it's it is having a knock-on effect. But holidays are sacrosanct. Mm. And in this country, they're so important to us. And I believe that we will prevail. It's, it's a definitely a new and bumpy pattern. And we're in for a rocky winter, definitely. We will see some businesses fail as we go into the winter. But I think that the British tourists and the desire of Europeans that want to come here to this fantastic country as well, uh, I think that will prevail. Uh, and I think we're in for a great year next year. And, and I am an eternal optimist, that's true uh, but I genuinely believe that but we do like to be optimistic on this podcast and, and it's not blind optimism uh, you know Matt uh, you know has uh, clients who own motorhomes and they place them uh, with your company and you hire them out so you know supply is there so if you are thinking about holiday your sacrosanct holiday uh, Matt is uh, the person to come and see believe yeah. me and if but, you've got one you want to make some money from do get in touch <laughs> yeah, absolutely so so that's uh, the the industry news uh, let's uh, talk a little bit about the possibility of a couple of tickets you might be giving away for the forthcoming October show, the big show at the NEC for motorhoming and caravanning. Yeah, it's the Caravan and Motorhome Show in Birmingham this October, and we have got some tickets to give away. Are you going? Are you invited, mate? So I think so. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a choice. You know, I think maybe um, I'll be a bag carrier uh, and I won't be in the business lounge, but, you know... That's me. You're carrying up and a smile. You're carrying my bags. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we've got to stand there um, and we will hopefully be able to recreate this little environment and record some live content from the show, which is why you're there, Keith. Mm. We need you there. Uh, And all the team will be there and we're interviewing lots of friends, some industry commentators, a number of industry leaders. And it's a fantastic show. Uh, And yes, we do have some tickets, courtesy of the organiser, to give away. A bit more about that after the main meat of this uh, podcast. Ah, stick around, stick around. Let's talk about buying a motorhome, shall we? Or a caravan at one of these shows. Not necessarily a biggie, but uh, some of the regional ones, uh, local ones that we we, we see. A good thing to do or not? Yeah, very good thing. Great Great way of seeing lots and lots of layouts. If you've never been to one before, they can be quite overwhelming. Certainly the NEC show, obviously it's indoor, and it's the one in October. The show in October is massive. It's the whole part of the new NEC. It's lots and lots of halls. You could take two days walking around it, and you still wouldn't see everything. But what I wanted to do, we've had lots of questions about buying at a show and how does it work. Now, I've been at a show treading the boards, as it were, as a dealer. It always fascinated me when I started out going to this show. 
how it was actually operating and who the people were on the stands. And it's really important that you understand this as a consumer visiting the show. So I wanted to talk about that and the differences between the NEC indoor show in Birmingham and some of the more rural shows that happen at race courses and in fields around the country. And we're about to embark as we go into September 2022. This is the season for the shows to kick off. And there are shows every weekend somewhere around the country. The big difference between the NEC show and the and the other shows is obviously the NEC is inside and all the vehicles that you see there are brand new. Only new vehicles can be exhibited at the NEC show. There might be some exceptions but they're very 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 unusual. So it's new models and brand new motorhomes, caravans, campervans as well as all the accessories and so on that exhibit at the show. And the, the generally it's there's two types of stand. You've got the manufacturer of a caravan or motorhome brand that buys a space and they will spend six figures uh, filling that space with product and it will be some of the staff from the manufacturer and most of the staff will be dealers. They pay to go on the stand and sell a motorhome or caravan to you. So when you walk on that stand, you will be talking to a probably to a dealer. Now, it's really important that if you're if you know what you want to buy, that you make sure you know who you're talking to and where they're based. If you live in Cornwall and you're talking to a dealer in Scotland, they may not have a Scottish accent. so It may not be obvious to you. And you bought a motorhome from them. You are going to have to go to Scotland to collect it. And furthermore, if anything went wrong with the motorhome under warranty, you are going to be asked to take it back to Scotland. It isn't a given that the dealer in Cornwall or Exeter will take it on and fix it for you so it's really important you understand that and ask when you go on the stand go on knowing who your dealer is there might be a dealer map on the stand and go and ask if you can speak to your local dealer and bear in mind they may not be on the stand because not all dealerships can afford the cost of putting salespeople on the stand or the time of having salespeople out of the business for a week. And it's, it's a, it's a six-day show, so it's, it's a big commitment for any business to go to the show. So that's really important to understand that. So that's a manufacturer's stand. And then some of the bigger dealers, they have a stand as well. You'll get big brand dealers like Brown Hills, Marquis. They have their own stand, Glossop Caravans, and they will have multi-branded motorhomes caravans on the stand. So they sell lots of different brands. Now, those stands will only be staffed by teams from those dealerships. So make sure you're aware where they are based and ask them. Just you know, be honest with them. They will be honest with you. Uh, and bear in mind, you are only talking to that dealer. And then you've got the smaller converters, perhaps the Volkswagen van converters, the small niche caravan converters like Barefoot and so on. And they will go with their own product and have their own little stand. So it's important to understand who you're talking to and who you're buying from. And if you have a, a conversation with a dealer about a deal, and there might be a show offer on, I've no idea what they will be. They'll be varied this year and they may not be frequent in offer we won't know till we get there you know have a conversation with them don't be afraid to just walk away just slow down don't rush into it often you can get caught up in the excitement of a show uh, and just you know take a breath go for lunch go for a coffee go home and maybe ring the salesman the following day they will happily give you their mobile number they have targets to hit as well remember and they will do the deal with you from your home on the next day of the show but show deals generally finish on the sunday night dealers are often unable to carry them forward into the following week 
so people can go along to the big show at the NEC and maybe more local ones and perhaps see a special show deal from some manufacturers. Would I be right, though, Matt, in thinking that with the, if you go to the big show at the NEC, uh, you know, which is going to have all uh, the, the major dealers and manufacturers there, that you should uh, perhaps go along, you're dipping your toe in the water mm-hmm. uh, for this uh, particular market, uh, to go along, like you would say, to the boat show uh, or the ideal home show and, and just see it as somewhere where you can see what's on offer, uh, go inside, touch the shiny vehicles without necessarily buying. In other words, are you pressured to buy? There's some element of pressure to buy, but generally, no, it's not a very high pressure sales industry. It's generally very relaxed. You know, whilst the sales guys will have targets to try and hit, you know, generally you're free to go and have a look and wander around. Um, and in fact, you might even struggle to find a salesperson on some stands because they just seem aloof or just not available. You know, I'd say if, if it, this is your first time going to a show, then you know, leave your credit card in the car. Don't <laughs> don't get caught up in it. It's so easy to make a very, very expensive mistake and buy what turns out for you to be the wrong layout. And um, we have to remember, don't we, Matt, that you know this is a lot of money. Huge. You know, buying a car is a big enough uh, yeah. a purchase and people fall foul of that. But buying a motorhome is a huge purchase. Yeah. Yeah, and more money than it used to be as well. I mean, you know, models that a few, three, four years ago were maybe 50-odd thousand pounds could well be 90-odd thousand pounds this year. The price hikes are massive, and that's just supply chain issues. Gosh, there's a plethora of reasons why that's happened, which, of course, is great for the used market as well. So it's, it's a huge sum of money, and I think people will be shocked at how much some of these motems are going to cost. And manufacturers, have, because of the supply issues, have started using other makes of base vehicle, such as Mercedes, and we're going to see more and more Mercedes-based motorhomes appear, I think, and they cost more money. You know, that it's a chassis that just costs more. It's a premium brand. It's a, and it's beautiful to drive. It's lovely, but they've always been, you know, the reserve of the higher price product, mm-hmm. and and that's not going to be any different. Well, you are getting what you paid for, and that's not an advert for Mercedes. There are other brands, uh, you know, in motor cars, for instance, which don't make motorhomes. That's a premium brands, and you can tell that when you get into it. It's build quality. That's where the money tends to go. I'm at the NEC. I'm taking a look around. You, you know, I'm dipping my toe in. In the water or maybe I've had a motorhome before but uh, I'm looking to buy a new one isn't this where with the our local and regional shows come in where you can go along and perhaps see a local dealer and start a relationship with somebody uh, where you might purchase in the future but you won't be subject to just sign here and we'll give you a call in two days time the, the dealer actually wants to have a relationship with their yeah, customer I think all dealers will want to have a relationship with you regardless of where they're based and don't be afraid to go to your local dealer before the show and you know, start that, that relationship now. In a previous episode where we, we talk about the comparison, don't we, between pro- buying privately and buying from a dealer, Wayne at Chelster Motomes talked at length about their desire as a business to build a relationship with the consumer so they understand what they're looking for and can help them find it. Uh, you know, Use Motomes particularly, but even new, will arrive and go. They don't hang around. You know, many of them are not even being advertised because there's a buyer for them waiting in the wings. Yeah, going to your local dealer and building that relationship is a very, very sensible idea. And ask them if they go into the show. They will be presented with the show offer that often is is usually funded by 
the manufacturer, mm. which they can pass on. And, and a typical offer might be some free accessories. Uh, previously, uh, manufacturers have offered free ferry vouchers you know, for going abroad. Um, so there's all sorts of different types of offer that you can take advantage of at the show. So make friends with your dealer as soon as you can. You, know, you may well need their help to find the layout that you've chosen. If it's your first time at the show, my advice is go and look at everything. Just wander around, kick tyres and just take pictures and just sit in everything and make notes. As you walk into a motorhome or caravan, to the left of the entrance door, there is traditionally an A4 laminated sheet with the model, the layout, the spec and the price. Take a picture of that, go inside and take photos. And then when you go home, you'll have a chance of remembering what on earth it was you saw. You can pick up the brochures, of course, as well. So take a backpack or a bag or even a trolley to put your brochures in because there are lots of them and they're, they're often very big. Uh, you know, this is an industry where we love our brochures. You know, it's not all online. Paper brochures are still a thing. Uh, and that's un- increasingly unusual, isn't it? Go prepared. And, you know, an easy answer to this is research, research, research. And, of course, and that's a boring answer. But, it, you know, if you've no idea where to start, just start at the beginning and walk in wide-eyed and open-armed and prepared you know to see what you see and see what you like yeah it's a volatile market uh, but remember if you do buy a motorhome the second-hand market is also buoyant and we've said in previous podcasts uh, you've said matt that uh, people can buy a motorhome this year and in three years time it's likely you'll get your money back if not sometimes <laughs> even make a little bit of money on it maybe yeah we've actually just brought something into stock here uh, to sell and We've advertised it for, for more than it was paid for five years ago. Yeah, so that volatility in the market could actually be to your advantage. Yeah, yeah. So um, if people are coming to the NEC, they can sh- see the Motorhome Matt podcast. The team's all going to be can. there. Come along uh, and see us. Uh, now, we were teasing the fact that you might have some uh, uh, tickets to give away. Do you want to say anything about that? Yeah, certainly. So we, uh, we wanted you to try and engage with us. So we want to hear your stories. Uh, and uh, we want to hear your funny stories about your... It's about motorhoming and caravanning, obviously. Not just, you know grandchildren's stories or pets <laughs> funny though they are <laughs> pets in a motorhome yes yeah that's good yeah. that's good if it's funny disastrous or memorable for some other reason we would love for you to share it with us and that we can possibly play a few on the podcast i think it'd be fun don't you I think absolutely brilliant <laughs> come along live and be part of the podcast as well come and join in yeah, come and join absolutely. in yeah, our arms are open to you there but- we are anyway you don't have to come and engage with keith directly you can do it for the safety of your home <laughs> or with my probation officer <laughs> <laughs> All you need to do is go to our website, motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash askmat. And there it's very easy to record your contribution. And in fact, it's so easy, even a child can do it. Listen. Hey, Dad, it's your favourite child, Malika here. Loving the work. Keep it up. Bless him. That's my 11-year-old having a go. So he discovered the Ask Matt page on the website. So you can do the same. Just press the orange button, record your message and submit it to us. If you're a bit fearful of recording or don't like the sound of your own voice, you can enter your, your contribution and type it in on the form and press submit that way. But we would love to hear from you. And then we will pick what we consider to be the best 
what criteria are we going to go for? Well, it could be the funniest. Uh, it could be the most interesting story. Uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, uh, your caravans rolled down the hill and ended up oh, in, in no. the local church. Uh, maybe <laughs> uh, uh, you actually, uh, for instance, uh, provided shelter for people who are in trouble themselves. Perhaps it's just a funny story about going on holiday and everything turned out the, exactly the way you wanted it to, but it was better than you expected. Whatever your tale, whatever you've got to say, we want to hear about it. We do, we? we do. So go on, go on to motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash askmat and share your story with us. We'll pick the best one and the winners will, or the best ones will get a pair of tickets to the NEC show. How's Brilliant. that? Yep, you've got to organise your own transport. We're not doing that. If you need a <laughs> hotel room, that's your business too. We'll give you tickets to get in the show and nothing else no. apart from perhaps an extra strong bint. An extra strong mint. Yes. Okay. Well, I'll come and say hello as well. Yeah, come and say yeah, hi. Be to on us. the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. we want it. We'll yeah. let you know which day Keith's not there to come. <laughs> then. So this t- these tickets are only for one day. So you need to pick the day that you want to go, and then they'll be there on the entrance yeah. with your name on, ready to collect. When you leave your message, just put what day you want to go. Okay. All right then. Uh, so uh, we've heard from Malachi. Uh, anything else? Uh, any other listeners who've uh, been in charge? We did. We had a great question from Eric. Near Bristol, local to us, as you will tell when you hear this. Hi Matt, my partner and I are looking to buy a motorhome with a rear lounge. There's only two seatbelts in the front, but we want to take our children with us and they're both under 10. Can we fit seatbelts in the back? What are the rules? Love the podcast. Love the podcast, Matt. It's like Steve Wright. It is just like Steve Wright. So uh, apart from the fact that you're carrying on doing the podcast and he has been given the old tin tack. That is not true, actually. He is still doing the Sunday morning show. Uh, So, uh, yeah, so that's the question. Seatbelts. The seatbelt. Good question. We get asked this a lot. Uh, The rules are really, really black and white. So Eric's question is, can I add seatbelts to my motorhome? The answer potentially is yes, you could. Can the kids travel in the back without seatbelts? No, they can't. If they're over three, they potentially can travel without seatbelts in the back, but it's really, really frowned upon. Under three, they have to be in a child seat. The rules are that any travelling seat should have a seatbelt. There are some exceptions that it's an emergency or it's a very short trip, but if you're stopped by a police officer and they consider it to be unsafe, particularly if you're travelling more than 60 miles an hour, they can pull you over and throw the book at you and they can fine you so passengers can have a hundred pound fine drivers can get a bigger fine than that fitting seat belts retrospectively to a motorhome is something you need to go and seek expert advice on they have to be fitted to the chassis uh, you can't just slap them in with a few wood screws you know that'll do headrests are really important they can only be forward or rearward facing i've seen motorhomes fitted the side seats with seat belts on three point belts you know over the shoulder absolutely lethal that is ridiculous. That would snap a spine, or you could easily be thrown out. So there are some very strict rules around fitting seatbelts to a motor. In fact, we're, I think we'll do a whole podcast on it, shall we? That's a very good idea. I think we should, because if you're not restraining children uh, properly, yes, you're breaking the, the, the law, but you're putting your children's lives at risk, and also yours. An, an unrestricted child in the event of a collision will be flying around inside the cabin and could oh, hit no. you and kill you. And it's not funny. No. It's a fact. It happens. So listen to Matt. We will do a podcast on it, but don't DIY your seatbelts. The answer is yes, you can fit them retrospectively, but it has to be done by an expert. It's it not a DIY job. No, definitely not. And the age of the motorhome is key as well. We'll we'll present the fact so that you know the how old the motorhome is. There are different rules for different ages of vehicles. Um, so let's unpack all of that in a future episode. Yeah, and just a quick mention as well, even though you don't use seatbelts for them, pets as well. 
no unrestrained pets either. Again, a huge danger in the event of a collision. So we hope you're happy, Eric, with uh, Matt's answer to that question. Anything else then? Yeah, we had a great comment online, actually. This one intrigued me. I don't know the guy's name. He said, I've been caravanning a motoring in France for 50 years. A couple of weeks ago, there was a post which stated that border police in France could check you are in possession of sufficient cash for your stay. This was in response to our Travelling in France episode. I replied, giving this nonsense short shrift. I was wrong. I'm currently in Spain, having landed last week in Calais, where a police officer actually made me produce my money and credit cards for examination. Gordon Bennett, I've never heard that actually happen before. Haven't you really? Well, we are a third country after Brexit. Uh, If you go to America, uh, when you do that little form on the aeroplane, they ask you where you're staying and they ask you if you've got enough money and sometimes immigration will ask for credit cards. Uh, When we were part of Europe, uh, there wasn't free movement between us and the Schengen zone, but they didn't do a lot of checks. But even so, when we were part of the EU, I was occasionally asked at the Spanish border where I was staying. So... I don't think it's that unusual. Um, why no. Why would you object to producing a credit card and saying where you, you are staying? That's my answer to I that. I guess one. we're just not used to it, are we? I mean, we're used to just roaming free out of you know Blighty across France into Spain and not being challenged. But this is, this is new. So this is post-Brexit and the reality we live in. It is absolutely. If you haven't got an EU passport, or even if you have an EU passport but you're a British subject, then you do not have the same rights as people either in the Schengen zone or the wider travel area in the EU. Like Matt says, you just got to get used to it, I'm afraid. Yeah, the new normal. I think we've covered just about everything uh, in this podcast, haven't we, Matt? Well, yeah, the only one thing I want to say about going to a show is if you go into one of the regional shows, there you will find loads of used motorhomes as well. So we talk very much about new, you'll find used caravans as well. So those shows are only populated and, and, and exhibited by the dealers. And there are loads of them, and go to them. They're a great way of seeing what's new, what's innovative, and what's available to buy. Just Google motorhome caravan show for your area. I'm sure you'll find one in it or close to it. Yep, and uh, have a look at uh, Motorhome Holiday Company websites uh, uh, as well. Lots of information from Matt and the team. Listen to all the podcasts. We give you as much information as we can. And talking about social media and the socials, as we like to call them, how can people uh, keep up to date and stay in touch with they you? They can indeed. So you'll find us on Facebook and Instagram. We're Motorhome Matt. On Instagram, we're motorhomematt.co.uk. Uh, on YouTube, we're Motorhome Matt. And if you are watching us on YouTube, then make sure you click subscribe and hit the little bell. And then the gods of YouTube can tell us when there's a new episode. And just a little final one. What is that online address so they can record their motorhome experiences to try and win those tickets for the big show? Please do. We love hearing them. It's great. Motorhomemat.co.uk forward slash askmat. Thanks for listening to the Motorhome Matt podcast. Remember to check back here for more episodes full of hints and tips and helpful advice. We'll see you soon for another Motorhome Matt podcast brought to you with thatleisureshop.com. Thank you.